When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, guys? Welcome to another exciting episode of Wrestling Road. I want to thank you all for listening. And I hope you all are doing well on this great Wednesday afternoon. As always, I am your host, Austin Boyer. And before we get down to business, I just want to make a quick announcement. For the next episode, I'm going to be doing not this episode, but the next one after this one. I will be talking about the Ben Askren versus Jake Paul fight on the Wrestling World podcast. Because, yes, I know this is a pro wrestling podcast, but the Jake Paul versus Ben Askren fight has gotten a lot of buzz. Plus, I want to try something new. I want to talk about something new to my podcast and see where things go. Yes, this is a pro wrestling podcast, but I want to keep you all entertained. Just because it's a pro wrestling podcast doesn't mean that we can't talk about other subjects. I still will be talking about pro wrestling in the episode of the Ben Askren versus Jake Paul fight. I, I still will talk about you know pro wrestling in general, but I want to add a little more topics to the episode as well. But yeah, I will be doing that episode probably next Wednesday. Next Wednesday or Thursday, I'm not really sure yet. I do have a couple guest appearances lined up for a few episodes that'll be coming in May. I will be releasing those episodes in May and it's gonna be very exciting. I'm very excited to do these episodes. I don't have them recorded yet, but we are getting down to business. We're about to do some exciting things. But I hope you all are having a great day. As always, I thank you all for listening. This is episode number 26 of my podcast. And I'm I'm very excited. Or wait, it could be 26. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> you know, when you do so many episodes for so long, you tend to forget how many episodes you did. I've been doing this for six months now, almost seven months. And I, I do one episode after another. You do so many at a time, you tend to forget what number of episodes you've done. Like, honestly, this feels like episode 30. Now, I know it hasn't been episode 30, but I've been doing this for so long. You will use track of what number you're on. But we are still on season one, guys. I got so many plans for season two. I plan on recording maybe at least 50 episodes for season one. Depending on how many guest appearances I can get. But as always, there's so much to talk about in pro wrestling, so this is exciting. Whether it's WWE, AEW, TNA... Ring of Honor, New Japan Pro Wrestling, 
there's always something to talk about. And I, and I will be doing a Ring of Honor episode soon. It's so hard for me to catch Ring of Honor because it's only on, I think, Sundays. And it's not on very long. Um, I do have a couple of channels that play Ring of Honor. I don't know whether they're old or new episodes, but I know that it does come on at a certain time. So there's always that too as well. But I do want to branch out and talk about other promotions and, and talk about uh, different stars in general. So there's always that we can talk about. I am always looking for guests. I am always looking for fans, wrestlers, anybody to be on my podcast to talk. That's the thing about my podcast is I don't want to have just wrestlers on my podcast. I want to have fans to, to voice their opinion. So if you or someone you know likes pro wrestling and you think they would be a good fit to my podcast, come on, shoot me an email. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, anything. So please, you know, reach out, message me. Say, hey, I want to get on your podcast. And I will definitely have you on. To talk about a topic, if there's a certain topic you want to talk about, you know, work something out. But anyways, guys, I just wanted to get that out of the way. Like I said, next Wednesday, Ben Askren versus Jake Paul fight. We're going to be talking about that episode, that fight as well. Um, I'm excited for that because it's something new that we haven't done on this podcast. I think it'll be interesting for the fans to listen. I think it's going to be a lot of fun, but tune in next week for that episode. Okay, guys, let's talk about some wrestling now. This past Monday, a lot of people were complaining that it, it was very boring. That the, the, the show seemed a lot longer than it was supposed to. I, for one, was very restless that night. Um, it was a very boring show to me. Really nothing stood out to me. Um, I have noticed there are a lot of missing stars in WWE. AJ and Omos have not been seen since WrestleMania. Um, They said Ricochet was gone as well. Bray Wyatt hasn't returned. You know, um, he's been missing for two weeks. I did hear that there was another COVID outbreak in WWE. I don't know whether this is to be true, but I do know that we haven't seen as many stars on television. Now this this is beginning to become a problem, professional wrestling. Not just WWE, but everywhere. But in WWE, for example, you know, I, I thought that when when AJ Styles and Omos, for example, I thought that they, whenever they won the tag team championship, I thought 
that we would get an exciting build-up to the next pay-per-view. I thought that AJ and Omos would get this big push, that they would bring a lot of excitement to the tag team division. But for them not to be on television since WrestleMania, since winning the tag team championship, um, we're not seeing no excitement in the tag team division right now. As far as the tag team division goes, we have Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, the Viking Raiders. Um, we potentially might have a new tag team with Raider RK Bro, <laughs> um, Matt Riddle, and Randy Orton. But as far as the tag team division is concerned, there's not a lot to talk about, which is, is surprising to me because with WrestleMania being over with, and having new Raw Tag Team Champions, you would think there would be something to talk about. We also have the New Day as well. That's another tag team I forgot to mention. Which I don't know how I forgot the New Day, but you know. Um, but there's that. You know, there's something going on. I think the WWE is either trying to hide or these stars are just being kept off television for for some odd reason. But there's something going on for these stars to be kept off of TV. Now on another note, if you've paid attention to Friday Night Smackdown, you will see that Aleister Black is going to make a return sometime soon. And like I said in previous episode, if you know if you're listening, I've said how bad Aleister Black has been treated. So it's great to see Aleister Black finally, finally, finally get some TV time, even if it's even if it's just a vignette. He will be making his entering return soon, with a new gimmick. Um, it's like a medieval time type gimmick it seems like I don't I don't even know how to like to describe it honestly um, hopefully Alistair Black can pull this off I had no problem with his old gimmick but obviously you know backstage creative Vince McMahon didn't see a lot of potential in Alistair Black they had no plans for him so hopefully with changing his gimmick, they could do something with him. I don't see any point in changing his gimmick. I thought his gimmick was good, but I'm not creative. I'm not you know, in a backstage role position. <laughs> um, if it were up to me, I wouldn't have changed the gimmick. I would have kept the gimmick the same, just gave him a bigger push. That's what he needed. Changing a gimmick isn't gonna help the superstar always. In some cases, it does. Like Bray Wyatt, for instance, you know, the Eater of Worlds gimmick to WWE was a flop. Um, but to me, honestly, his gimmick was good. They just they didn't book him correctly. It, it wasn't him that failed. It wasn't Bray Wyatt that failed Bray Wyatt. It was creative. It was the booking. Like, yes, his... His uh, Funhouse Fiend character gimmick is good, 
but there was nothing wrong with the old gimmick. He just wasn't booked correctly. So in an instance with Aleister Black, changing his gimmick might be good, but is it going to last? Because before they didn't have any creative plans for him. So what is changing his gimmick going to do? Well, I guess we'll soon find out. Like I said, you know, with all the talent that they don't use, you'd think they would put them in NXT, where they would have some use. But for so many years, they have said that when NXT talent comes up to the main roster, they, they totally just get washed away, wasted. And that's why I said before, NXT, I, I've always thought was a dominant brand, because you got all these young wrestlers coming up, trying to prove themselves and make it to the main roster. But then they do, and you see what happens. And I've said that before in previous episodes. With, you know, with talking about NXT and what, and how they try to make it to the main roster, but you see what WWE does to them once they get to the main roster. So in my opinion, is NXT the dominant brand? Yes. Yes, for sure, because for one reason, it is run by Triple H and not Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon, yes, he is the chairman, but I think Triple H in general has a lot of the, um, the say in what goes on in NXT creatively. That's what I believe. The problem with WWE, and I said this before, is they are so focused on calling people up on NXT roster, they have no idea what to do with their current roster. And this is what sucks about WrestleMania passing, is that that's the time for a new season, a new start. And with all these superstars being off of TV for, for unknown reasons, that's a problem. Because the the Backlash pay-per-view, or whatever they want to call it, WrestleMania Backlash, which I'll get to that in a second, that's only a couple weeks away, so there's not really been much of a build with these storylines. There's been a lot of stars off of TV, so my guess is they will return after WrestleMania Backlash, and then we'll, we'll maybe see something with them. But a lot of top stars are off of, of television for unknown reasons. And I, I've reached out to Ringside News. I've reached out to Sports Kita. I've reached out to several other people on Twitter. And nobody has no information on why these stars are being left out of TV at all. Like, it's being kept a secret for some reason. So I'm hoping within the next few days... You know, we can hear something soon. Because without these top stars, I mean, yes, we are getting stars returning, but what are they going to do with the Raw Tag Team Championship? You know, um, this Backlash pay-per-view is just a few weeks away, and there's been not really much of a major build. I know, I know we still have a few weeks away, but seeing how lazy... Monday Night Raw was and how boring it was I don't see anything 
being so being very serious going on for the next few weeks. I don't I don't see a major build coming up. Um, like I said, we could have a new tag team with rated RK Bro with Matt Riddle and Randy Orton, but what I, what I'm thinking is going to happen. I think people are anticipating a new tag team, but with Matt Riddle being a babyface, I I don't see them turning Randy Orton babyface right now. He's one of the top heels in the company. Now is not the time to turn him babyface. It is just not the time. Keep him a heel. Have him feud with Riddle. I think that would be an interesting feud. They did have a pretty funny segment backstage. As much as I hate to say it, Matt Riddle's growing on me. Um, I know before I made some comments about Riddle, that about his gimmick, you know, but... It's starting to grow on me. You know, he is a good in-ring competitor. I wasn't a big fan of the stoner gimmick before, but you know what? It has grown on me. Um, he may not, you know, he may not have the best gimmick in the world, but he's, he's good in the ring, so he makes up for it. And with Randy Orton, you know, his role now is to kind of elevate the younger talent. Now, I know some people are saying, well, you know, Bray Wyatt should have beat Randy Orton at WrestleMania. You know, so on and so on, but that's whatever it happens. The Fiend didn't get buried. He can recover from this. He will be back soon. But the focus now is on Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, which I think would be a good feud. Which I, I'm hoping they don't stick with this tag team thing. Even though with AJ and Omos being off of off of TV, I could see Matt Riddle and Randy Orton kind of placing, kind of making their place in the tag team division. But if you know Randy Orton like you know Randy Orton, he's going to turn on Riddle at some point. Um, it's not going to be long. Matt Riddle beat Randy Orton last week, so I, I definitely see a feud coming soon. Which a lot of people are disappointed with this Randy Orton stuff because I think so many people expected Randy Orton to continue his feud with Bray Wyatt, The Fiend. Obviously, if you've loved, if you've watched WrestleMania, you've seen Randy Orton beat Bray Wyatt, but. It still could happen. Like I said, we haven't seen Bray Wyatt in two weeks. Um, I think there's something going on backstage that we're not being told. But um, people like people are panicking that Bray Wyatt hasn't been on TV, and they're saying, you know, that WWE's basically burying the Bray, the, the Fiend character. I don't believe that to be true, because. The day after WrestleMania, he released a new Firefly Funhouse episode saying that there will be changes made to the Funhouse that we are going to see a new season. So it would make sense for 
for WWE to kind of tease this a little bit. It does make sense for WWE to keep Bray Wyatt off of TV. Like I said, Bray Wyatt is a special attraction. He is a special character. So you don't want to overexpose him. You want to keep him off of TV, use him for like special moments. You cannot over overuse a character like his. The fans will grow tired. So a lot of people are frustrated about Bray Wyatt being off of TV, you know, him not feuding with Randy Orton. It, it's time to move on. They could still bring the feud back, but that whole feud has been going on for months, and it's something they could revisit you know, down the line later. It's not something that needs to be addressed right away. If anything, I could see Bray Wyatt feuding with Alexa Bliss and this new uh, puppet she has, Willie. We don't know what we're going to see, if this is going to be Alexa Bliss and a new gimmick. Could we see Nikki Cross return? I don't know. We haven't seen Nikki Cross in a good while. It's another star that's been missing from action. But I think things are going to get interesting soon. Like I said, I don't know what we'll witness with Alexa Bliss. I think it will be interesting, though. But so many people were disappointed with Randy Orton not feuding with Bray Wyatt. I think so many people expected it to happen because the pay-per-view is WrestleMania backlash. But you have to understand, you know, we went through this feud for, like, what, four or five months of Randy Orton feuding with Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt. I mean, it went on for a while. So this is something new. I don't know what we'll see. I don't know what, what we can expect. Like I said, I do expect Bray Wyatt to be back TV soon. So don't panic. Now, as for Bobby Lashley, apparently he is going to be in a triple threat match, which makes no sense at all. I... I don't understand what WWE is trying to do. Last week it was McIntyre versus Randy Orton versus Braun Strowman. The winner would face Bobby Lashley at Backlash. But now all of a sudden they put, you know, Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman in a match where if Strowman won, he would be inserted into the match at Backlash. Okay, so now Strowman wins and he's he's in the main event. He's he's facing for the title. So what was the point of last week's match? What was the point of, of having that match last week if they were just going to add Braun Strowman into the title picture? That's why I say about the booking. I, I think it's just lazy. I think that's why the crowd just gets restless because WWE is just too repetitive. We are seeing the same matches every week. We... It's nothing creative. Plus, with like AJ and Omos being off of TV, you know, WWE broke up the Hurt business too. Look at Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander. They're you know they're not doing nothing. Um, they're basically putting other guys over, which is fine. But Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin belonged in the Hurt business. 
But WWE has decided to break them up, which that's why I said w Monday Night Raw was just so boring because I think they took one of the main attractions away, and that was the Hurt Business. The, the Fiend and Randy Orton aren't, aren't feuding anymore. People were, you know, are, are upset, but but what can you do? But what I'm what I'm seeing from Monday Night Raw is, is just a lack of creativity. There's no build up to these matches. There's no excitement. Um. And obviously, Braun Strowman's probably just going to take another pin. It's going to be a triple threat match. Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman. And Strowman's just there to take the pin, as always, it seems like. He's just... Braun Strowman... He was a top heel at one point. Now he's just... He's nobody. He's the guy that just takes the pin nowadays. Which is a shame for someone that should have been at least a two, three-time WWE champion, in my opinion. And they are doing this to protect McIntyre, which tells me that this whole Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre will last after Backlash, possibly till SummerSlam. Because there is no chance that this title will change hands at Backlash. Not this soon. And if it, if it does go to SummerSlam, I doubt that it will change hands then. If for some reason it does change hands, I'll just give up on talking about the whole World Heavyweight uh, WWE Championship picture. Because there's no reason why this championship should, should should change hands this soon. Because like I said, another problem with WWE is that they don't have a solid champion. And that's something they haven't had for a while. You know, it goes from McIntyre to Drew to The Miz to whoever. As, as much as people hated Brock Lesnar... For not appearing on Raw every week, you know, for holding the title for as many times as he did, he was a solid champion for a while, and he held onto the belt for a good while, you know. And I thought that McIntyre would have a decent run too, but look what they did with him. They took the belt off of him, put it back on him, took it off of him again. I mean which he deserved a bigger push than what he got. But if I think WWE made the big mistake of turning him a babyface. I think his babyface turn worked whenever there was crowds in the audience because he was more over as a babyface. But now, you know, now that there's no crowd, I, I think now would be the good time to turn him heel. And just really get that crowd to turn on him. And then give him a big push for the title. I think he just does his better work as a heel. He's not a bad baby face. He's a decent baby face. But I've seen his good work always from the heel version of Drew McIntyre.
I would much rather see a baby face Braun Strowman face a heel Lashley and a heel McIntyre. Because at least they can say, oh, well, Braun Strowman's the underdog. You know, he's the only good guy in the fight. So that would give fans a reason to, to cheer for Strowman. That would make Strowman look stronger in the match, even if Lashley you know, picks up the win at Backlash, which obviously he will. Knowing WWE's booking, you never know anymore, but I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that he probably will pick up the win. We're seeing, honestly, another problem is that we're seeing too many triple threat matches, which moves, moves me over to SmackDown. If you look at WrestleMania, the, the um, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, and Edge match was a triple threat match. And now, Edge is nowhere to be seen, which is okay for now. Keep, keep him off of TV, let him heal, do what he got to do. Um, he is up there in age, you know, but it's good to keep him off of TV until a spot opens up for him to return. The thing about Edge is you want to keep that excitement alive. You don't got to have him on SmackDown every week. Give him a break, you know, let him, let him come back, do his thing. But WWE is just way too repetitive anymore. Um... We are seeing the same matches. We are seeing handicap matches, triple threat matches, six-man tags. It's the same matches every week. There's nothing creative. It's just the same old bowl that we see every week. And I think in a three-hour show like Raw, you know, why aren't we seeing more creativity? What is going on that we just can't see more? Now, some would say, oh, well, the product's too PG. Well, yes, it's PG, but we could still see a decent match even with the PG product. This doesn't have to be the Attitude Era for us to see a decent match. And for a three-hour show, you know, Monday Night Raw used to be the biggest show out of Raw and SmackDown. Raw was the one everybody wanted to watch. I, to me, I think Raw was just a little more exciting to watch than SmackDown. But like I said, that's just my opinion. But it sucks now because Raw used to be a, a, a three-hour show and you were excited to watch it. Now it's like we can barely get through a three-hour show. You got the Miz and Morrison still doing what they're doing, which I don't know why they dropped that. I wish they would just drop it already. Honestly, I think Bad Bunny was pretty decent in the ring. It'd be, it'd be cool if he was on there a little more now because that would give us something to talk about. This RK Bro stuff was the only thing that probably stuck out Monday that was actually decent and interesting that I kept people... It may have kept, you know, the fans' eyes glued to the TV when they saw that because at least that, you know, gave the show some light. And then we saw that tag team match, but like I said, it probably won't last. That tag team, I think people are getting their hopes up. Um, for one, I'm not thrilled about it. Like I said, Randy Orton being a, a heel, I just don't see them turning him babyface. 
but that's just me. I think SmackDown right now in the last few weeks has been the better show. I do like the fact that they have this this match booked for Friday night, Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. If Daniel Bryan loses, he is gone, which apparently Daniel Bryan's contract is expiring soon, so we could see the end of Daniel Bryan on WWE and the WWE ring. Whether he resigns is to be seen or not, I don't know. But Daniel Bryan has had a great career. If he ends up retiring, nobody can blame him. With all the injuries he's had, who would blame him? You know, it it happens. He's had a good career. But that's what I think that's what's going to keep people tuned in to SmackDown. WWE needs to do the same thing for Raw, is keep people intrigued. Not, not like, I noticed that WWE doesn't announce things like they used to, like on Twitter. They don't announce things ahead of time. They don't announce their big segments ahead of time. They do it at the last minute. And whenever they announce these big segments, that keeps fans tuned in, you know. It's like, oh, there's a Firefly Funhouse segment coming on. They announce it Tuesday, so I'm going to watch it on Monday, you know. I'm going to make sure I watch Raw on Monday for that segment. Like, they, they just don't, they, they don't know how to, how to keep their fans intrigued. Like I said, you know, with, with Raw, with people being out of action for so long, could be impacted by COVID. You know, COVID has, held apart in pro wrestling it's it's kept pro wrestling from from the fans attending the arenas to Wrestlemania being how it was Wrestlemania still was decent but doesn't have that Wrestlemania feel this virus has infected a lot but as I said WWE they, they, they strived to be the better product to to beat AEW in the ratings. Yes, they're beating AEW in the ratings, but creatively, creatively, creatively. Sorry, um, I don't know. You know, that's why I say maybe maybe Rollins SmackDown needs to take a page out of NXT's book, or, or just. Take Bruce Pritchard or Kevin Dunn away from creative and replace them with Triple H. Who knows what they're doing? I'm not saying Vince McMahon hasn't done anything, but at this point you're hurting your own product. And it's it is so sad to see Raw a three hour show. To hear people complain about, I can't sit through this and say about how horrible this product is. When back in 2004, 2005, Raw was the show that everybody wanted to see. 
because I think they were just better creatively. Raw was so much more creative back in the day. And now you look at it now and it's like, now it's just lazy, repetitive, boring. And that's when I saw this Monday. Now, Monday Night Raw does have its moments. And for the last few months, it was entertaining. But like, like I said, they took the Hurt Business away. They're keeping Bray Wyatt from TV. Um, Randy Orton, whatever they're going to do with him, I don't know. Talent like Angel Garza, you know, Ricochet, they don't get used. Yes, they're bringing guys back, but that, that's no excuse for the talent that doesn't get used. When they have three brands, you know. Like Ricochet should be facing the United States champion right now, Sheamus. Which they are, looks like they're giving Sheamus some type of push, I don't know. I don't really know what they're doing with him yet. But the way Sheamus has been treated over the years, I don't see this push lasting. I could see Jeff Hardy returning or something. Which is another name that hasn't been on TV for a while. Which which I said, man, there's something going on with, with the backstage that they're just not telling us. All these people missing from TV and nobody knows nothing. Something is up. People were panicking the other day, saying about all these people missing, you know, TV. I don't even remember the last time we seen Jeff Hardy, honestly. Like, the women's division right now, I look at that, and that kind of stands out for me, because we got Rhea Ripley now. We got the heel Charlotte Flair back. Which is what I said WWE needed to do. Apparently Rhea Ripley's a heel. I thought she was a babyface when she first came to the main roster. But apparently she's a heel. And now they are teasing this faction with Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. Which at this point I wish they'd break up. Because we all know Shayna deserves a little bit better than what she's been given. To me, it's a shame to see somebody that should have been a women's champion be stuck in this tag team at Nia Jax. But I do like the fact that like Dana Brooke and Mandy Rhodes are getting a push. It sucks for Tamina and Natalia, though. I would have liked to see them become the tag team champions. And then maybe have Shayna go on her singles career or whatever. At this point, she doesn't need Nia. They have that in-ring manager, Reginald, which I don't even know what role he plays or why he's even there. There's no point in having him be there. It's not entertaining. It's not funny. It's just stupid. They got that guy in there looking like a fool. That ain't doing nothing for him. I mean, yeah, he's getting paid, but getting paid for what? To dance around? To... What is he doing? I don't understand his role. I... 
But like I said, you know, Shayna deserves better. You know, that should be a hashtag on Twitter at this point. But I'm digging Rhea Ripley, man. Um, I think she's killing it with this role. I think Bianca Blair on SmackDown is killing it. We haven't seen much of Bailey. Maybe a backstage segment here and there. Sasha Banks, I believe, has been missing since WrestleMania. Another talent that's just gone missing. Which is okay because you want to keep certain talents off of TV. You don't you don't gotta have them appear all the time at WrestleMania like Edge. Like you don't gotta have them appear all the time after WrestleMania. Is what I meant to say. Like Edge, for instance. Like it's okay to keep him off of TV because eventually they probably will bring him back at some point. I wouldn't doubt it. I do see Edge beating Roman Reigns at some point. Now, I don't know what Roman's plans are for Backlash. Um, but we could see him face Daniel Bryan again. I think whatever happens in that match with Daniel Bryan, I do believe that this ain't the end we see of Daniel Bryan. I could see him beating Roman and then dropping the title shortly after and leaving WWE. I could see that happening. <laughs> <clears throat> but I don't know. I think everybody expected Daniel Bryan to take the title from Roman at WrestleMania. I don't think anybody expected Roman to retain, but Roman is the top guy in the company, which is why I see SmackDown being the better show the last couple of weeks because of over Roman Reigns. Now as far as Jay and Jimmy Uso go, I know Jimmy was supposed to return. They keep saying he's gonna return. I haven't heard anything. I have not heard anything about Jimmy. Um they keep saying he'll return, but that hasn't happened yet. He was not one of the names that got released. There was Several other people that got released a few weeks ago, Samoa Joe, Billy Kay, um, Kalisto, several other names. Um, Mickey James was one that stands out in, in this last few weeks because she was given a trash bag full of her belongings from someone in WWE that had a much higher authority. I don't remember his last name. I know his first name is Mark, Mark Carano, something. But I guess this has been going on for several years. Uh, Gail Kim actually spoke up about it. And Maria Canellas actually said the same thing happened to her. So it's good to see WWE take action, but if that's the way they treat their employees, I mean, they had to have known something was going on. How, how does that go on for so many years and nobody know? I think the only reason like, WWE is doing something about it is because they're under fire now for, for what happened. Somebody finally spoke up and said something. But if that's true, that's a shame the way WWE treats their talent, if it's true. 
and hopefully it doesn't happen again because Mickey James, you know, she was there for years and to to get released is one thing, but to have your trash just thrown in a garbage bag and like here you go, you know. Which I think is ridiculous. You know, when Mickey James returned, they didn't do much with her, you know, she put over who she could and that's great. But I would have liked to see her have the women's championship, you know, one last title run. I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be fun to watch. But, you know, it didn't happen, and that's what that's the thing. Um, Samoa Joe was another name that got released, which came as a surprise to every, everybody because he was so good on commentary. Now they have Corey Graves on Monday Night Raw. They got Advan something, his last name. I don't remember his last name. Tom Phillips, you know, got replaced as well. So a lot of things have happened, you know, since WrestleMania. But um, is it for the better? Absolutely not. And they're only hurting their own product by doing this. They dropped the ball with Samoa Joe. Which they, I don't think they booked him great to begin with and he, when he was in the ring. He could have had so much better booking. He should have been at least a two-time world champion. Now, the one thing about TNA that I could say, like I said before, TNA actually booked him right. I think Ring of, Ring of Honor booked Samoa Joe right. NXT even booked Samoa Joe right, but they get to the main roster, man, and that's what happens. The one thing I'm excited about is Cesaro's push for SmackDown, though. That's the one thing I can say WWE is actually getting right. And apparently he will be facing Roman at Backlash. Um, I said a few minutes ago that I didn't know what Roman's plans were, but it, I just, it just hit me that he's facing Cesaro. Again, I don't expect this title to change hands. I do expect them to continue Cesaro's push. He did beat Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. So, but it has remained to be seen how long of a push you actually get. Cesaro is somebody that he's been putting one tag team to the next and things haven't been going well. Somebody that should have gotten a singles push years ago, which I'm glad they're pushing like Sheamus as well, you know. And I enjoyed watching Sheamus and Cesaro as a team. I think that's the only team that made sense. If you're going to pair two people together, that was the only team to me that made sense. And I also like the fact that, like, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are having their feud again. Now, again, this is all going down on SmackDown, not Raw. So, is SmackDown the better brand? Well, yes, because SmackDown's more exciting right now. 
where Raw is a three-hour show, and it's like they have no clue what they're doing. It's like, okay, so we're going to have, you know, John, John Morrison and The Miz shoot a 20-minute promo and do something stupid that's going to kill time. It's like they just have no idea what they're doing. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to make a three-hour show anymore. And now it makes me wonder, should Monday Night Raw be three hours? When half of Monday Night Raw is just segments, just promos. When you want to watch matches, I'd rather see a match than a a 15-minute promo. You got to think, in Monday Night Raw, when they come out, they don't get right to the matches. As soon as 8 o'clock hits, they start cutting promos. And the promos last, they could last up to 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. I mean, they last, they take up a lot of time. And in that time, that could be used to put a match on. You know, that could be used to get somebody over, as I, as I said in episodes, which tells me that they can't put on a three-hour show anymore. They just don't know how to do it. And it's, it's no better that they don't have, you know, their guys on, on TV, their men and women on TV that have been missing wrong for the last few weeks either. Especially AJ and Omos, who are the tag team champions. For whatever reason, they're off of TV. That's killing the tag team division right there. Because there's no build-up to backlash. Or whatever they want to call it. This WrestleMania backlash, it, it's so stupid. Why are they calling it WrestleMania backlash? WrestleMania is over. Just call it backlash. Back then, it was just called backlash. It was never called WrestleMania backlash. WWE, is, they're always trying to add extra to these pay-per-views to get people to watch, and it's just not working. To get us to watch, give us a good, a good storyline. Push your stars the way they should be pushed. That's how you get us to watch. Don't give us 30 minutes of promos, 35 minutes of backstage segments, just to kill time. Because that's exactly what they're doing right now. As far as what I see. Do we need to see your Miz and Morrison cut a 20-minute promo? Absolutely not. But would I like to see them in a match? I'm not a big fan of the Miz, but a match is better than a 20-minute segment. That's just killing time. Because in those 20 minutes that they're cutting the promo, I could change the channel and watch something else and wait for the promo to be over. That's why I said, I, I, I just, I wonder if Monday Night Raw should be a three-hour show anymore. Cut it down to two hours, and maybe they could put more in a two-hour show than a, than a, a three-hour show of just segments. If they can't do a three-hour show, don't do it anymore. Save your money. And honestly, it's kind of good that fans aren't in the arena because, hey, I wouldn't pay my money for a three-hour show of one hour just segments and promos. I, I wouldn't pay a ticket to watch a segment and promo because I could watch that at home. That's the problem. People, you know, used to be excited for Raw 
not so much anymore. I would be more excited for SmackDown or NXT. Or hey, I'd even watch AEW. Speaking of AEW, Kenny Omega just won the Impact World Title. Which makes no sense. Because how is this benefiting Impact Wrestling? You have somebody from a different company coming over and winning your title. What's this do for you? Yes, that gives you a little more views. But it makes no sense. So whatever they're doing with Omega, I don't know. I don't know how that made sense. I mean, to have your guys come over and wrestle, yeah, that's one thing. But to have them compete for titles, that's a whole different ballgame. I, I just I don't understand who this benefits. Now, if Kenny Omega went and won the Ring of Honor Tag Team, the Ring of Honor World Championship, I think that benefit him more than in TNA. I honestly, because I think Ring of Honor is the better show, even though it's not on that long. I still think Ring of, Ring of Honor is better than TNA. I think anything is better than TNA. Indie wrestling is better than TNA at this point. I gave up on TNA years ago, and I don't regret it. The one thing about AEW, I could say that's actually good, is Eddie Kingston. That guy can cut a promo. MJF is a good heel, too, when he wants to be, when he's not doing that bullshit with Jericho. But um, the stuff that MJF is doing now with the whole Pentacle group is actually decent. Then you have the Inner Circle versus Pentacle. MJF's group, you know, that's actually good. Even though I like Chris Jericho as a heel, this doesn't bother me because it establishes MJF more as a baby as a heel than anything. This will get MJF over. Because let's be honest, when he was paired with Jericho. I don't think he was very over. They were doing those segments, the, the musical segments, which was horrible. That wasn't doing enough for MJF. Before MJF joined the inner circle, he was over as a heel. He was the most talked about heel in the company. Then it started to wind down because he, he aligned himself with Jericho in my opinion. So now, with him being out of the inner circle group, we can see MJF become that dominant heel again. And maybe become the face of the company next to Cody Rhodes, who is the John Cena of AEW, in my opinion. Because that guy is everywhere. We get it, you're Cody Rhodes, we get it. But when you look at Cody Rhodes, you know, he's a good competitor, but the guy's in every big match in AEW there is. 
he had that match with Shaquille O'Neal, and he had you know those other matches too, with Dustin Rhodes and Brody Lee. But we get it, Shakoti Rose. We get that. You don't got to throw it in her face. That's the thing about AEW is that they have a roster. I think that, I just think their roster is just too full for one show. Um, if they would split it up and maybe have like AEW Dynamite and have like a different show. On another night, I think that would have helped them out a lot. Plus, it would compete with like Raw or SmackDown as well. So there's that, which they can always do. But they just have a packed roster right now, is what I'm seeing. And they, they, but they've been getting as many people over as possible. Like I noticed, like the Young Bucks are always gonna be over. Rhodes is gonna, always gonna be over. Like you, you can't get those guys more over than what they are. I hate them or love them, you know, it is what it is. But I do notice that they try to, to get as many people over as possible with what they're doing. I just don't think in a two-hour show they can do that. They have such a full roster, they can't get everybody on the card. Which, to me, like I said, I think they benefit more from having another show alongside Dynamite. I do believe they have AEW Dark, but I don't know what that all consists of. I think those are just Dark matches, I believe. I'm, I'm pretty sure. But I don't know what it is. I never watched it, so if you know or somebody else knows, please fill me in. But um, that's the episode, guys. Um, I want to thank you all for listening. This, these are the problems I'm seeing with WWE, and hopefully things pick up. The Monday Night Raw especially. I mean, SmackDown's doing okay, but just Monday Night Raw is lazy. I feel like I need to address address that. Every now and then it gets lazy. Every, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but it happens. Um, this is pro wrestling. But yeah, I just wanted to address that real quick because um, I know a lot of people are talking about it. But like I said, um, this is pro wrestling, and we just got to wait and see what happens. But um, next week's show will be about Ben Askren and Jake Paul. It'll be the one time only that I mentioned Jake Paul's name out of my mouth because I don't like the kid, but we're going to talk about this fight and do something a little different with this podcast. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. So like I said, please tune in Wednesday for a new episode of Wrestling World. It's, it's going to be so much fun. Um, and if it goes well, maybe I'll plan on doing more. I don't know. Because I, I want to keep this strictly pro wrestling. I do want to add more topics here and there. But it is a pro wrestling podcast. So, yes, I'm doing this one epi- one MMA episode. But that doesn't mean I'm going to do like 20 episodes of MMA altogether. Because this is a pro wrestling podcast. I want to keep it strictly pro wrestling. 
thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all who, for, to everyone who supports my podcast, listens, shares, tweets. I appreciate it all. Thank you guys for listening. Please tune in for another episode next week. Take care, good night, and God bless.